0: Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 118. No shirt, no shoes, no service. We already have the reality of no mask, no service, and soon come maybe no vaccine, no service. That would be a huge mistake. Australia is apparently considering a vaccination passport, an electronic version, that certifies what the vaccine is and if it's acceptable to the country you're traveling to. The Qantas Airlines chief executive also stated, quote, I would expect anyone coming into Australia is going to have to demonstrate to us that they are COVID safe, quote. One doesn't need a PhD in the obvious to get that such a big brother approach would backfire in terms of public health and the eventual protective development of combined herd and vaccine immunity. Too many conspiracy theories still floating about and contaminating people's reasoning and being invited to do something for personal and the common good is always more appealing than being told. As I record this, the first doses of the heavily guarded Pfizer vaccine are being shipped across the country from their Michigan production facility, targeted initially for healthcare workers and at-risk elderly. I want to explore a number of issues relating to the vaccine that I believe are important for folks to understand. First, 95% efficacy, while compelling evidence that a vaccine works well, does not mean that 95 out of 100 people who take the vaccine are protected. The math is more complicated than that, based on a research assessment measurement of how many people who received placebo versus vaccine got sick. If you didn't get sick in the trial, you may still have been infected just asymptomatic, yet you would be considered to have been protected by the vaccine. Real-world effectiveness depends on keeping the cold chain required for the injection, and different people may have chronic health problems that interfere with vaccine protection. Normally, this whole evaluation process takes years, and so the vaccine has been tested on thousands of people rather than hundreds of thousands of volunteers. What this means is that certain outlier adverse events occurring at very low frequency, but still important to know about, will not be detected until many doses have already been given. We also, at this point, are not clear about an additional major concern. Does getting the vaccine mean you don't get the virus at all or just get protected from more severe disease? This is important because many vaccinated folks might believe they are immune and therefore can just drop all the rules we've been trying to live by these past 10 months. Even with a vaccine, most likely we will all still need to wear a mask, practice compassionate spacing, and limit activities when infection rates are high in our community. A fourth issue relates to those brave folks who participated in trials. The vaccine companies are not revealing who got placebo versus real vaccine and are not likely to do so before two years so they can keep studying results. If everyone who got a placebo then got vaccinated, that would mess up the longer-term research. A number of studies and scientific analyses seem to indicate that young children do not pose a high risk of infecting others and very rarely experience severe disease symptoms. So another vaccine issue is that none of these COVID vaccines are yet approved in children and teens, and not likely to happen before the fall of 2021 at the earliest. So that segment of the population may continue to create at least some exposure for others at home and in the community. Finally, it's not clear at this time whether one should get the vaccine after having had the disease. Added to this whole mix is the reality that immunity is a spectrum of defense, and various studies tend to focus on only one aspect of it, namely blood, IgG, or IgM. There is IgA in nasal and throat secretions, macrophage involvement, T and B cell immunity, not easy to measure by a simple blood test. T cells are the special ops of our immune system. Helper T-cells assist killer cells to develop, which directly kill cells that have already been infected by a foreign invader. They also stimulate B-cells to make antibodies. And T-cells use cytokines as messenger molecules to send chemical instructions to the rest of the immune system to ramp up its protective response. Remember the false positives and negatives inherent in the PCR, most commonly used testing, is also utilized on vaccine trial participants, perhaps influencing outcomes. And we may have a scenario wherein COVID-19 mutates significantly so that new vaccines keep needing to be developed with yearly vaccination required. We end up with trying to figure out which strains are circulating so a proper vaccine can be created each year, similar to the flu. Even with everyone doing their best science, rapid vaccine development is just not that precise. A lot of this is sounding very negative, but I believe it's important that we realize vaccine deployment is not a panacea that produces immediate results and a return to, quote, life as normal, end quote. Masks, compassionate spaciousness, contract, contact t- tracing will still need to be important aspects of our ongoing attempts to slow the spread of the virus through our most vulnerable populations and take the pressure off our healthcare systems. Multiple vaccines against this devastating pandemic are certainly a welcome next step. And I look forward to getting my series of two shots when possible. When I roll up my sleeve, I'll be sure to realize this is limited protection and also spend a moment in gratitude for the thousands of folks who have worked tirelessly to get us to this point. Thanks for listening, and remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.